Ladies and gentlemen, don't you dare be sour. We here for another hour of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, episode 107. And we got the Sovereign Soundboard with us today. As always, you can find us on most platforms, streaming podcasts, including Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, and others, Podbean, Spreaker. I don't know. It's some other stuff. It's, it's feed something. I don't know, but it's on there. Uh, if you're on iTunes, leave us a review. All the platforms are at ykwrestling.com. And it's been over a year. You've been listening to this show long enough. You know the deal with the merch. Black Lives Matter shirts are available on ykwrestling.com. Hit that link that says What a Maneuver Donations. Donations. We donate them proceeds, baby. So you don't got to worry about it. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, join our conversation on social media with the hashtag YKWPod. I'm the thespian TC Fontaine here with my guy, Mr. Reek Havoc. Uh, new nickname alert. We have not chosen one yet, but uh, as you know, Nature Boy Reek Flair has been retired uh, due to events stemming well it wasn't from this past week it was like 20 years ago but yeah. uh certain events from 20 years ago have uh resurfaced yet again uh this is like the i don't know how many times this has resurfaced but this is the latest resurfacing of those events so gotta do right by uh by the people got a new nickname what we got for it? oh man you had like five minutes to decide, man. Oh man, I you wasn't thinking. We, we was over here, we was watching know. Sunday night football. We was not concerned yeah. about choosing a new nickname for Reed. So that's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. By the uh, end of the episode, we should have one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it might come to us. Like at some point, we might have to roll with the Reek Meltzer for, for now as a placeholder. God, I was thinking, I was thinking that too, but oh just as a placeholder, oh, temporarily. Man. Yeah, you might have to yeah. come back next week and, and you know uh, brainstorm. So until so, so we figure something else out, I, I want to make this a permanent thing. So associate we, we, myself for now. Ugh. Oh, let me let me get that intro back then. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, join in the conversation using the hashtag #YKWPod. I'm the Thespiantc Fontaine with the Observer Reek Meltzer in the building. What's good? What's good with you? Oh man. Oh man. I guess I gotta start <laughs> shit talking WWE now, right? Hey, hey, oh, Loki, I'll be thinking that because like we can get more views that way. Cause that's what the people want. Oh god. That's what they want. That's what they want out of their wrestling coverage is anti-WWE everything. Man. You know what? I'm just gonna use that to segue. <laughs> that's actually a perfect. What's, what's up? Try to turn me heel. 
You try to tell me heel out here. Hey, this, this is a perfect segue. Is we we talking about anti WWE people? I'm just gonna jump right into it. It's it's probably the biggest wrestling story uh, of 2002, um, and it's the biggest story of this past week. Uh, we had a documentary with the plane ride from hell on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, so let me just go ahead. Let's not waste any time. I'm packing the edits. Guess what? This week's Peasant of the Week, the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. It's three of them, baby. It's three of them. Dark Side of the Ring, the producers are getting Peasant of the Week, and I will elaborate on that uh, momentarily. Also, Peasant of the Week, uh, the uh, innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, and uh, Cold Dust. Got three Peasant of the Weeks. So I'm going to say why. Y'all should know why, but I'm going to say why. Uh, first off, the one that's probably like, damn, what did the dark side of the ring producers do, TC? Uh, I just want, what, what is Chris Jericho telling these people, man? Like, what is he, what, like, you know, know. <laughs> ever, ever since Jericho took over as a narrator of this series, this has some very shoddy investigation. Uh, a lot of stuff has uh, been easily debunked, <laughs> you know, following the airing of uh, some of these episodes. Uh, probably the, the biggest one, I think. Uh, they, they, they try to insinuate that Vince paid off Jimmy Snooker's lawyers. Uh, without proof of that, uh, no matter how much you may believe in the theory, uh, it's still a theory. And, and trying to you know claim it as, as fact is, is near slanderous. So mm-hmm. that's just one of the few things. Uh, but it's vice- I am not surprised at the uh, bad investigative journalism. Uh, that is kind of what they built their brand on. Now, that's slander, but it's it's kind of a fact. Um, <laughs> I feel like that Montreal Screwjob episode. It was more about Jim Cor- <laughs> Jim Cornette and, and Vince Russo. So basically, because it, it it just automatically took a whole turn into the debate about oh, who came up with the idea for it. And then they, they they honed in on that meeting between the three of them where Vince says at one point, oh, he came in and plopped this idea down. Uh, and then Jim Cornette says, oh, Vince walked away for a minute. And he sat there with Vince and he just broke it down to you. And then it was like, I, I heard, but before I even saw that episode, I had heard that Triple H came up with the idea where he was like, oh, if he doesn't want to do business, let's make him do business. So, I mean... Y'all just hijacked the whole narrative, so I, I was I was lost by the time that, that episode was over. Honestly, that's actually the only one I believe that Triple H came up with it because that just this seems like an idea that somebody like Triple H, mm-hmm. who you know the stories we've heard from him, would have just thrown out there like, "Yo, like he he's a he's a professional. He's probably the only guy from the '90s. I mean, he hung out with some shitty people, but." I think he was probably the cleanest out of that group of people when you look at it. Yeah, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Road Dog. <laughs> yeah, X Pac. Yeah, China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, him and Billy Gunn are probably the cleanest folks right there. Yeah. Probably. I, I, nobody knows what Tori doing in life right now. So, maybe her too, but. Could be. I, shit, I don't, I don't even know how, how, you know, straight, you know, Billy was at, at the time, you know. 
back then. But yeah, no, that's it's probably true. He, he probably got the, the cleanest record out of everybody easily. Uh, a few things uh, that I would like to debunk, which you know we all know. This this story's been known for twenty years, bro. So it, it was it was. I'll, I'll wait to get my opinion is on the actual documentary in a second. Uh, let me just come you know continue with this peasant of the week. Uh, they reported Vince McMahon was on the flight in the documentary. Uh, Vince McMahon apparently was never on the flight. He was never reported as being on the flight. Uh, over the last 20 years, but it's a few people who were drunk themselves on the flight who don't really have much of a recollection of anything out here saying Vince is on the flight, and they took it as a fact that the fact that some people who's uh you know uh, reporting we don't take seriously on this show even came out and said that Vince wasn't on the flight. He's been saying that for years too. Jonathan Coachman on the flight. Vince was on the flight. Jonathan Coachman had to come on Twitter. And tell y'all, yo, these motherfuckers is is is, is kind of cap right now. They were on the flight. Uh, yeah. Also, that's what I'm um, saying. And this- I, find, I find it shocking. I find it shocking how, since you know, a certain somebody who we don't acknowledge on this podcast has been on so many of these episodes this past season, he was relatively no showing on this one. And this yeah. this was during a time where he had sources. So I mean, right. I would have think with an incident like this, he would have been the first one to get on this. But I mean, you gonna sit up here and tell me that both Vince and Linda were on this flight and all of this shit went down? Nah. And apparently, Linda was on the flight, but I've heard that for you know years that she was on the flight, and Michael Hayes like almost peed on some shit like that. Oh yeah. Oh my god, bro. Maybe it was a different flight. Maybe all these European flights were just fucking crazy and all of them blend together. <laughs> so this was just the worst one. Um, but yeah. if this was on the plane, why would he and JR have talked on the phone afterwards instead of just talking on the flight or instead of Vince just being like, hey yo, motherfuckers need to chill. We are a publicly traded company. Like you gotta fire somebody now. Yeah, they, they did fire some people. Um, so dark side of the ring producer y'all be capping y'all investigative journalism is uh, at the standards of your employer so I'm actually going to uh, not give this to the producers I'm just going to give this to Vice in general because even they should do some quality control before you go out here airing shit on your network that's not true so Vice not dark side of the ring Vice Uh, Tommy Dreamer next up on this list uh, my guy Tommy Dreamer must want admission to Space Mountain. Uh, you are way too proud of Ric Flair's dick <laughs> on this episode. Like you were out here bragging about this man's penis oh very vividly God. in detail. Uh, and you compared sexual assault to your two ugly ass ponytails, bro. That was awkward. Uh, I don't know what you was thinking about with that one. Folks probably should have left Tommy Dreamer alone after he uh, publicly admitted so wanting to shoot up WrestleMania, probably probably just should have been ousted out of the business. <laughs> I'm about to say that, that it, it's, it's funny that that kind of just eventually got swept under the rug. Under the rug, like, like, like it was, was very just serious. like, yeah, it was just like, oh, that boy Tommy crazy. Like, no, this nigga was not. <laughs> no, no, my man was. This was during the time they was down bad, so yeah. I, I do not question for a second. And Heyman was in the building too, like. On commentary, 
Yeah. He said, yeah. All right. So let me just, if you don't know, uh, I'm just going to be real brief. Uh, I don't remember when it was. It was a few years ago. Tommy Dreamer admitted that uh, shortly after ECW closed down, obviously he was broke because everybody on the roster was broke because the checks was bouncing because the company was not making any money. And Paul Heyman took a job with the WWF and left them boys high and dry. So Tommy Dreamer sees this man on television every single week. He's like, shit, I'm about to go to WrestleMania because, you know, WrestleMania 17 was in the Astrodome. Uh, apparently there is a uh, an open carry law in the stadium so uh he would have been able to get a gun in there this is before 9-11 too so he would have been able to get a gun in that arena in that stadium uh sneak up right behind Paul Heyman at the commentary table maybe when they was like doing one of them inserts of the commentary team talking about you know matches coming up and they would have came up to him bah! And wrestling would have been done forever. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Tommy Dreamer, president of the week, baby. Uh, he got suspended from Impact. Posted a uh, a notes apology on Twitter, and everybody mm-hmm. was just like, "Man, you full of shit." Because he said he don't yeah. condone, uh, you know, sexual mistreatment of any kind. But that's exactly why he had to post the apology in the first place. I'm sitting up here saying, RVD is giving and an eyewitness viewpoint of what he's seeing, right? So he's speaking on the fact that... I don't know, man. I'm sitting up here, he's like, he's sitting up here saying that the lady is clearly uncomfortable. She's bothered by what's going on. He's telling you this from what he's literally seeing with his own two eyes, and you're sitting up here saying, oh, it was a joke. He was, he wasn't trying to force himself on the people, on this woman. He wasn't trying to do that. Bruh, and that not shit about tell. The, the lawsuit that just I, I was just like, all right, this is because before I was like, all right, this nigga kind of tripping. But when he said that shit about the lawsuit, I was like, all right, this nigga is completely tripping. And he it's was like, like, she shouldn't have took the money then. And maybe she should have went to the full extent of the law. Like, you can't take how like one, this this lady is a flight attendant in Europe. WWE at the time was maybe like a half a million, you know, half a billion dollar company. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much they were valued at the time. Uh, but they were a corporation, highly valued, a lot of money, near billionaire owner and CEO. This lady don't got enough money to go to the full extent of the law. That cost money. So no, she didn't have it to be able to do that for the chance at her not winning a lawsuit anyway. So yeah, she's going to take the settlement they're going to be quiet about it and she's going to have her money because right? money and, is a hell of a thing and and this is why i said too like you you was way too late on this and we don't want to hear it because yeah. you knew you knew what the climate was before at the time that you sat down and did this i mean they, they recorded this what within the past year you knew what the climate was you knew how uh, society is now RVD's like, interviews was at least in the last five months because he had his Hall of Fame ring. I'm about to say, yeah. So this was not, this was not like this was recorded back in 2002. No, this was present day when you know everything that's been going on. You know, you know where we are in terms of you know situations like this. So you knew what you were walking into. You knew this would be aired on TV, and you knew that people, particularly women in 2021, would be watching this. So. I don't know what you was thinking that 
this would have been okay for you to say out of your mouth, but bruh, the, the, the apology is, is just, is a bad formality. Like, you really, honestly, if, if Impact hadn't suspended you, I don't think he would have even said anything because it's like, you really gonna sit up here and ask people to assume innocence out of this man when, A, this isn't even the first time that he's been, you know, noted for doing this type of shit, and B, we, we saw the situation play out years years ago so it's like this isn't something that just sprung up out of the blue like y'all, y'all dealt with the situation already so for for me listen i, I just I, I can't i can't do nothing for you bro you, you just you just gotta eat this l completely yeah and uh i'm not i'm not that shocked because he he was out here defending tessa you know, after her thing, oh, uh, speaking oh, to Tessa, I will bring her up later. I did not forget. <laughs> um, next up, uh, Goldust. And this is this is why I initially gave the actually I'm giving the producers back they peasant of the week because they completely brushed over Goldust and his antics on this flight. Made him actually look like a hero because uh, only one of the flight attendants was interviewed for this documentary. And uh, apparently Dustin helped her out uh, when she was getting harassed by, I think, Scott Hole or was it Rick? Maybe both. Um, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Uh, so, you know, and the lady, which I can understand, I'm not condemning her because she probably took that with her out of just all this horribleness that has happened to her on this flight. The one pleasant interaction she had during that whole 15-hour flight. Yeah, she's going to take that with her. So I'm not condemning her for, you know, fluffing up Dustin Rose. I'm condemning the motherfuckers doing the research because all the all this stuff is Googleable. That is a word. It is Googleable. Uh, so like it, you know, it, it was all this, you know, oh, Dustin's so sweet. He helped that lady out. In reality, uh, and this is from the lawsuit, uh, page six of the lawsuit, I, I want to say it was. Defendant Runnels, that's Dustin Rose, by the way, it's a shoot name. Uh, Defendant Runnels grabbed plaintiff Capilano, uh, that's the other flight attendant, grabbed plaintiff Capilano's arms repeatedly, asked if her breasts were real, said, quote, you and me are gonna fuck, unquote, and grabbing her rear end, rubbing his groin into her. That's from the official lawsuit. None of that was mentioned on this documentary. Whoa. Okay. All right. Why was none of that mentioned on this documentary? Because Chris Jericho is a narrator and he's friends with the people doing the documentary and Chris Jericho and Dustin work for the same company who can't do any fucking wrong ever. So it was not mentioned at all. See, that that brings up another issue I have because it's not even just that, right? You know, if you got... Jericho out here doing revisionist history. That's one thing. But then it, it's, it's the stuff that they don't mention. Like, number one, almost all of these, these motherfuckers that were talking about this, they were talking about rape culture a little too casually for me. Because, I mean, I, I think uh, RVD mentioned it, how these dudes would just, uh, well, the, them drugs they had, what they call H-bombs or whatever. Said, 
I'm paraphrasing. RVD say they they would give them to local girls to knock them out and have their way with them. I think that's kind of verbatim what he said. And, yeah, and that's a and I'm not gonna condemn RVD either because it's just like what the fuck he gonna do about it? He he came from right. another company. He kind of just trying to protect his job. You know what I'm saying? He just he he RVD strike me as one of the people that come do their job, mind their own fucking business, go home, and that's fine. Right. Like you can't you can't expect RVD to take a stand against all these people because it's like he an outsider. He he not gonna get into that. He got a livelihood to you know prioritize. I'm not tripping on RVD kind of casually, you know, just being like but but that's really that's kind of what it was back then. So like I can't expect people that's been in the business for 30, 40 years to just kind of not be nonchalant about how their peers were acting at that time. Yeah, no, like his career would have got killed if he did something. But oh, yeah. it's like, but but that, that's what I mean, though. It's like they were so casually talking about this shit, like that they, they were just comfortable. Like they just they would just talk about how they would get the eyes get wide when they see a chick with a drink sitting out wide open. They just drop that in there and do what they want to do. Like, bruh, like listen, I I didn't give Rick Ross a pass when I heard that verse on that that Rocco <laughs> joint. Talking about Molly on her champagne, took her home, and I enjoyed that. Like, my nigga, that's rape. So, I mean, like, if, was if I was given time when, like, it wasn't no cancel culture, he was one of the first motherfuckers to get, you know, that cancel culture. Yeah. I'm like, yo, listen, if I give him and a Wayne, pass, Wayne said something egregious, like, that same year, too. And he lost oh, all his endorsements. Yes. Emmett Till. Yes. <laughs> Bro, I, no, not even that. Not even that. It was, um, oh, man, I think it was Dedication 5. And um, what was it? Oh, he said he said uh, shoot up, shoot up the block, something like that, and then rape your thought. I'm like, whoa! And yo, I'm not lie you not, bro. I had to rewind it like twice to make sure I, I heard that. I didn't listen like, to Dedication Five. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and he just because he was he was hitting it so fast that it's like you got to actually like go back and listen a couple times to make sure you hear it right, bro. Hey, Biggie got some like, lyrics like that too. I was like, hold on, bro. Yeah. This is in the 90s. So, yeah. Still, hold on. I'm, like, I'm just like, man. I Moral of the story, motherfuckers so- with money and fame are a bunch of assholes. Y'all got y'all get entirely too comfortable doing certain shit. And that, that's what I was learning a lot watching this. But the other thing too, we got to stop letting certain people slide. Because how is it that there was a whole part about Brock doing some shit and it just skid past everybody and no one's oh. talking about that no more. Like Terry they Mar- talked story. about that shit years ago and just like that shit just slid under the rug. Yeah. It's still under the rug. Brock my nigga but yeah. he was but like right. Brock, it, it, we talk about folks being in a dark place at that time and that's kind of what Brock is and uh, I mean that's really the only thing we heard about Brock and we heard several stories about Rick. Oh yeah. So that that that's why I was like with, with Rick. It just it, it's it's easy for them to just. It was Rick like, Flair you know on what? that train, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it probably was. Uh, but no, it's like it, it makes it easy for people to kind of back off and be like, "Yeah, we got to cancel you for a little bit because this ain't the first time we heard this before, man." It's no. like knowing you and your lifestyle. We watched the whole thirty for thirty on you, bro. We you've just. On, on open up the whole book about how you used to live and what you was doing on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? So for it, for us to, to have any kind of doubt, it's like, it's not going to be there. It's just not. 
Now that nah. that they had to take that whole that that story time episode off because it's like yeah. now and that was from now the fucking plane ride. Like I remember watching that. I was like, damn, they glorifying this shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh elsewhere, let me just give my thoughts on the plane ride from hell. And if you don't have anything more to add, we can move on. Um, like I said, only new information provided was was false information. Like Rick's actions have been documented since 2004. We already knew all that. Uh, we knew about uh, Michael Hayes getting his hair cut off. That was that was knowledge as well. From really pretty much, you can go on YouTube, type in "Plane Ride from Hell" shoot interview. Anything you heard from them, which probably took place like fifteen years ago, ten years ago. Yeah. All the information on there, they just put it. You know, added some nice cinematography, some reenaction wrestlers, some good lighting, and put it on TV. That's all that was. Uh, no offense to Just Incredible. These niggas got Just Incredible. Oh, man. Like, out of all the people, Just Incredible, the one. And Ju- Just Incredible, like, shout, shout out to Just Incredible. He follow us and everything. Uh, he will do an interview with anybody, pretty much. So, <laughs> as we can see, <laughs> he will do an interview with anybody. Uh, Mike Kyoto is out here pulling women, too. Uh, he oh, yeah. Talking- you told me he was getting, you know, he's pulling them holes too. Like he was a referee, so right. But he he was a senior referee, so he, you know, he was he was cool with the boys. Um, and as we know, wrestlers, like I mean, we knew this before, but wrestlers are just grown ass fucking children, man. Just like the fans, uh, just grown ass children. Uh, every time I, I read about playing Rock from Hill, secondhand embarrassment for me. Um, X Pac cutting off a ponytail is is the funniest part of that story to me, though, because yes. you know big do 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 energy. Uh, shout shout out to Jonathan Coachman too, though, because Jonathan Coachman said Michael Hole Mike Michael Holes Michael Hayes went around the whole locker room just trying to find out who did it. And he said Gerald Briscoe told him he did it, and then Michael Hayes started copping please and back set off. that move, set his ass down after that. Every, like, why didn't y'all get him on here? Yeah, where Gerald Briscoe at? Every, yeah, Gerald Briscoe don't even work for WWE no more. So he definitely was free to do this. Uh, Facts. Every story I hear about Gerald Briscoe being a badass, I, I like him even more. I, I I never thought he was that much of a gangster in the locker room. Uh, money can cover up anything. So yeah, you want to you know, you be cool in life. If you're a white man, get you some money. Cause you will be fine in life. That's you get, you know, in, you know, insurance commercials and all that shit. So I'm, I'm going to, can you imagine dudes like fucking Peter Avalon and LA Knight? Just, they just lost a source of income because of this money. Oh man. Oh man. You know how you much, know, you know how much residuals you get from national commercials, bro? Oh yeah. As much as, as much as they was playing that commercial too, dog on every like I would watch Impact, they'll play about five different car shield commercials. Yeah. yeah. NXT, how about two of them? At least. So, yeah. Well, yeah, no, that's, like, that's what they, I gotta they, say from playing right from here. When they when they initially announced this, like I was thinking, like, man, y'all gotta get Rick on this. And when they did it, I was like, okay. And then I watched it. Like I, I see why they didn't get him on there, and it, it's funny too because 
almost immediately after after it finished airing, the stories went up about how he was on uh, the oral sessions with Renee, and they were talking about it. He was like, "Oh, I know the I know the story. I know what what really happened." And you know, he's like basically saying he got names to drop if he needs to. So now I was like, okay, so it's it's gonna be some whole other type of fallout that comes out of this eventually because. If he's talking about he got people, he got a name, though. So not only did, did, did the story we get get some false facts thrown into it, but now, now we're going to find out what else was going on that we don't know about if, if he so decided to start dropping names. So now it's like, we're just going to wait and see because, you know, the sponsors is backing off. That AEW deal with him managing Andrade probably about to fall through, so... My man retirement money going out the window. So he gonna have to do something. I mean, Rick might be cool with AEW. Like they still got Sammy on their roster. They still got Darby on the roster. So uh, it's, it, I mean, it's, yeah. it's fucking Rick Flair. You gotta wait for the heat to die down. It's gonna be okay because yeah. because Canyon documentary is coming up next. So we might have a, a new villain on wrestling Twitter in the Undertaker. So Rick Flair might be cool for the next like five days. Yo, they they said that that might cause some trouble for him too, because they like there's a there's a point in there where uh, he says that he feels like he got fired because of he got fired because of Rick, and then Rick called into one of the, the interviews that he was doing and said, "No, no, that. you you got fired because you weren't good enough." <laughs> like, so now that, that's gonna be a whole other thing. Where it was like, "Oh damn, Rick, you just out here just." Hitting all the wrong buttons. So I don't know, man. You remember, like, knock on wood, because I'm not, you know, you remember when, like, all that shit with Jimmy Snooker started to hit the fan. This motherfucker died the next week. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's all I'm going to say. Um, that's all I'm going to say, because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring that energy, but I'm just, yeah, no. Being observant. Uh, let's move on, man. NXT 2.0 debuted this past week. And uh y'all, y'all were on some bullshit because this was a fun show. Uh, I seen a lot of people complaining during the show, and I was just like, Y'all full of shit, because this show is good, and y'all already made up your mind to complain about this show weeks ago when they first post when while they first posted the logo. I think Wale was the, the one that broke the news of the logo and shit. Yeah. So as soon as that was posted, you already made up your mind that you weren't going to like this show, no matter how good or bad the show really was in real life. It was actually, it was a fun show, man. Um, yeah. we, we got a, a good mix of, of new talent, uh, old talent. Like they, they wasted no time introducing a lot of new guys. Uh, I mean, I think everybody personal favorite, Braun Breaker, like that's a uh, if you didn't know that's a uh, Rick Steiner's son, and he is the son of the big bad booty daddy Freakzilla Steiner Math, the best promo of the two thousands word to wreak havoc. That's his nephew. He was going crazy. Rick's kid. Is, is Scott's nephew? Is Rick's kid? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so shout out Braun Breaker. He the truth. I seen a lot of people complaining. That uh, cause I guess his name was supposed to be Rex Steiner, which is his last name is Rex Steiner. 
but like Rex, like T-Rex, uh, yeah, you get it. Um, yeah. But people were mad that they changed the name and it's like, you know they're not gonna say Steiner on WWE TV. Like, stop it. Not it. Not even be, that. Be real. It, it, it has nothing to do with Scott Steiner. It has everything to do with the fact that this guy, I think he's like 22, 23, wants to make a name for himself, and and not you know use the name of his famous dad and uncle, who wrestled 20, 30 years ago. So. I don't know if people know this, but WWE wrestlers, they pick their own names out. Yeah. So all those terrible names, they probably came up with that name. They they get a list of names. Like a lot of people have confirmed this. Like Bailey, probably the most notable one. A yeah. list of names, and you choose a name from that list that might hit. Bailey chose Bailey because she's from the Bay Area. And it worked out for her. It's fire. So shout out to Braun Banks. Uh <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa is the new NXT champion. Samoa Joe relinquished the title uh, like an hour before we recorded last week. So we we guessed uh, correctly that the uh, four-way this past week was going to be for the belt. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is the new NXT champion for a second time. So much for no short guys over 30 being shit in NXT. So somebody lied again. Always somebody lied. Uh, I seen somebody called the Creed Brothers Mayo Pete, like Mayo, like mayonnaise because they white, bro. That's that's disrespectful <laughs> as hell. Creed Brothers is fire though, bro. Like when they first, like when they first showed up, they showed up with no introduction, nothing. It was just like Roderick Strong and Malcolm Business was like, Here are these motherfuckers, and I was like, Who are these niggas? They look like a fake ass Imperium and shit. But they was way better than Imperium low-key. So I'm a fan of them. I don't know where he keep finding these people. Cause uh what, what, what's this what's this chick name that, that he he brought out? I, I don't I, know. I, she swole swole though. or some shit. Like, yeah. I'm like, who the hell? Like Bush. I, 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 she came out, I got on the floor, started doing push-ups. So I was like, fuck this. I ain't, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, Malcolm Bivens out here trying to I'm intimidated. Ball, but um, I, I could dig it. All right, Rich Paul Ellering. Right, new nickname. Right. New nickname. <laughs> I'm about to start calling that boy Rich Paul Ellering. All right, Kevin, he don't block your ass. Hey, people, people have said worse about this man. Like somebody, somebody said, uh, somebody was watching. I think it was who, who played on Thursday. Cowboys? Not Cowboys. Didn't play on Thursday. Uh, um. Who played nice. the Giants? Giants played on Thursday, and somebody was like, uh, "Oh, he's short. He, he didn't get the first down." And it was like somebody was just like me about Malcolm Bivens. Oh, he's short. And then Malcolm Bivens posted a screenshot of the tweet, and then the next tweet had Dexter Loomis with the hatchet. We're gonna talk about Loomis in a second. We had Dexter oh, Loomis man. with the hatchet <laughs> in his suit jacket. He posted that picture. Oh. Like, what the fuck, all y'all? Like, folks be going in on Malcolm Bivens, and uh, he Crazy. takes it. He takes it right on the chin in stride. He's a funny guy. I appreciate him. Uh, Index wedding, man. The best wrestling wedding in history. The first wrestling wedding to go off without any problems since probably Macho and Elizabeth. I I can't even say that because that one had the snake, didn't it? 
I think that was afterward. I don't think that was the wedding. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. My uh, my 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 bulletproof wrestling knowledge doesn't go past like 1996. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe I I don't know for sure. But and I seen people yeah, complaining yeah. about uh, the title match not main event over the wedding. Now let me know. If they're let me know what wedding in WWE history did not close out the show it was on before y'all go and complain about stupid shit like that. Edge, Edge and Lita, I think. I feel like Edge and Lita closed the show up. Uh, I think I think uh, Kane and Lita closed the show up. If I'm not mistaken, they probably did. Uh, I don't know why I feel like that one. That one was like T- Teddy and Crystal closed the show up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, he had a heart sick. attack. Had jagged oh, edge That's oh, I'm about man. to watch that episode of SmackDown when we get done too. By the way, bro, that is, that is the blackest thing WWE ever did. At that, that time, that's that's what that's why I tweeted too. I'm like, yo, as black as NXT is right now, they'll never top this. Never. Oh yeah, that you think that's the blackest moment ever? Gotta be, gotta be. Like you'll think like Street Profits and Wale and. Rolling Loud was blacker. Hit Row Cypher wasn't black as fuck. I mean, it, it was, but I'm like, uh, there, there is, there is, there is a nigga on NXT named Trick Williams that is not black as fuck. <laughs> yo, he came out like, yo, what? He said oh, the boom bop bam. I'm like, hold on, what, what the fuck you talking about? Yo. Oh, yo. That, you got you got you got two niggas on NXT named Carmelo and Trick, right? In a in, in another nigga named Top Dollar. That's a fact. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I love NXT. You, NXT black as fuck. I love that show. You had you had Jagged Edge serenading the whole crowd live, and, and Bruce Bruce. You know what I'm saying? It, it, and, uh, right. uh, hold on, all right. I, I'm a, I might have to give it to you as the blackest moment in wrestling history. Cause that shit was in Atlanta. It don't get no blacker than that. And it's a black saying. capital of America. <laughs> so right. you had you had Bruce Bruce officiating a wedding and everything. It like, was the main no. event. You had a uh, you had the greatest black manager of all time with his uh, his black sweetheart on TV. Right. Holla holla, oh, man. That's when Crystal was fire too. Man, boy, that was at the. That was at that was at the. That was was when I used to hate Bobby Lashley. Facts. I I, I had zero reason to hate Bobby Lashley, but that was the reason I hated that. Oh, I'll never forget when I found that out. I'm like, this again. You don't got you don't got everything already. Like, bro, like I found that out again. I started doing pushups because I was intimidated. (laughs) I was like, Bobby. I'm like, bro, you don't got everything already. You don't been champion here and there. You built like a fucking house. You, made like, a, you, you were you were probably the main event of that WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think there was a bigger match on the card than that. That was that was the that was the main promotion for the show. Like yeah. you had your world title matches, but it all centered around that match. So you you could call it the main event, basically. Real quick, uh. I'm going to talk about Bobby Lashley, and then we can segue into Bobby Lashley again. Um, I remember watching the Broken Skull Sessions, and this man said he had no idea that folks did not fuck with him after (laughs) that Elimination Chamber match. 
Like he I said, mean, he was never on the internet at all. He he legit said he had no idea till years later. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm trying to get like that. To see that. Like that. That's that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I I don't I don't I don't really get on Twitter no more. Um, at least wrestling Twitter during the day. Like I get on during the shows, and that's kind of about it. Like I might, you know, here and there pop in and see what's cracking, but. Yeah, I don't follow the discourse that often. Like I seen folks was yeah. mad at Gable Stevenson for something earlier this week. I had no idea why. It don't matter to me. So <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. Yeah, uh, yeah shout out to I Bobby Lashley. Uh speaking of Bobby Lashley, uh, let me see your shirt, Reed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my shirt. This is uh it's in memoriam. See, see what my shirt says. There's a new champ. <laughs> Got the WWE title in. Yes, there is. Yep. Uh, this guy right here, oh, where you at? Right there. That guy uh, was not the champ when this shirt was made, but this is the only shirt I had to wear today. Uh, he's a champ now. Uh, Big E Sir. tweeted out. This, this is one of them times I was on Twitter during the day. I saw him tweet. Uh, Tonight, I intend on cashing in my money in the bank on roll. Uh, and I, I thought it was, I thought it was going to you know, do a little red herring on us. Uh, because yeah. the words, words mean things. The words he said were, I intend to. That don't mean he was going to do it. He just said, I had intentions to do it. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. But he said, I'm going to show up tonight. Uh, and yeah, he he cashed in that joint. And uh, it, was, it was a little bittersweet. It was a little bittersweet. Because I, I hated to see Bobby lose. But yeah. if he was going to lose anybody, it was going to be another brother. So had to. I, I wasn't had that to. mad. Uh, but Biggie, Biggie winning, it didn't hit with me until like the next day. Uh, I, I, I turned on that Wale and uh, listened to his theme song. I was like, damn. Yeah. Biggie the champ. Uh, I stopped playing that joint since since then, bro. Man. Because ain't that, that, don't that get you hyped? Yes, bro. I, oh, I, I, I'm, I, before I before I forget to bring that, it's two songs that give me like beast mode in the gym. One is that song. The other one is Scott Hero. Steiner's song. Oh, Scott Steiner. Which that's one? The, yo, that shit. The, the one he had when he came in in 2003. Okay. That yeah, one. That I'm, shit, like, that I, put, I put them on and I'm just going. So like, yo, when I when I hit when I I'm just bumping that like nonstop. I, I threw that Hero after on. Monday, bro. I threw that hair roll yeah. on the treadmill. I, I couldn't stop. Yeah, man. Oh, nah, but hey, that, that's, 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 we want to have a segment about that. Like the best wrestling songs to work out to. That's a fact. Yeah, uh, yeah but, you know, Biggie beat Bobby Lashley. And, uh, you know, when, when Kofi won it, it hit with me because I ain't seen a black dude win it since The Rock. And you know the rock, you know, it's you know, it's a toss-up, you know, depending on what day it is, depending on what the movie studios want to promote him as. He might be black one day, you know. I'm I'm you remember like earlier this year they had like the Asian hate and all that stuff. Yep. Oh, the rock, the rock was Asian during that period. <laughs> I seen oh, everything about Asian famous Asian people, the rock was on that shit. Because they categorize like Samoans as Asian, I guess. So right, uh, Rock on all that shit. Because it's like Pacific uh, Pacific Islander or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh. 
So like I said, when they, you know, when they want to promote Rock is black, he black. And other times he not black. But this is one of them times Rock was champ. I, that was he was the reason I started watching wrestling because he was a black dude and he was he was talking shit. He dressed nice. Yep. But he just presented himself as a star. And that's that's kind of what WWE is trying to get back to, you know, bars in life, presentation, superstars. I don't know why y'all mad at it. That's, that's what made y'all become wrestling fans in the first place, whatever. Um, but Kofi won it. And uh, I, I've talked about, you know, how Kofi winning was just, man, emotional. Like, the, the story was incredible. Lashley winning it, there was a story being told over time with that. Big E just popped up. So, it like, him winning didn't hit with me at that moment like the other two but it hit the next day like it, it, it like it hit but it didn't hit hit if that makes sense it, it did for me only because like when, when i saw when i saw Lassie and listen i i love the brother but he he ain't good with his acting on that knee <laughs> but when i saw him Bro. do that i'm like <laughs> as soon as he did that i was just like yo this i I tweeted it out. I was like, "This dude Lashley is a terrible actor." Yeah, yeah, that's not good. But this well, nigga, this nigga hit like, okay. picture perfect, clean ass spine buster, and was yeah. fine for two seconds, and then all of a sudden his knee started hurting. He's tweaking his knee. I'm like, okay, so that that's when I knew, like, okay, Biggie's gonna show up. But then even then, I'm like, okay, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna derail it. And when they got together, he slapped the shit out of him. I'm like, oh, now now we gonna have a fight. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still expecting something to mess it up. So when it, it finally happened and he pinned him, I was like, yo, that the, the, the was, surprise of it. The, yeah, like the, the, the shock of it that it actually went through with no interference, no hitches, no nothing like that. That's what made it pop for me because I'm like, yo, we really just did this clean as a whistle. One brother to another brother. I'm like, yo, this, I, this do it for me, bro. I'm hype. I'm hype. Oh yeah, I, I was hyped, but like, I, like I said, man, it didn't it didn't hit with me at that moment because like, I was expecting something to go wrong. Like my expectations were low, and so the, the fact that my expectations were so low, it took me a minute to be like, damn, it's reality. So shout out to Big E. Uh, maybe Faye Jackson should keep her mouth closed. Uh, oh, buddy! Or just start being a good oh, friend. Stop doubting your friends, man. Stop thinking your friends is just not going to be successful. Faye, back to court for you. Yeah, you don't have to put her back in court. She didn't think he would win the money in the bank. Didn't think he was going to win the belt. Some friend, some friend. That's like that. That's that's that's, that's like what, what? What Denzel say in the interview? I, I'm leaving here with something. I'm right. saying <laughs> he said he, he ain't win that night. He was like. Something. I'm leaving him something. <laughs> so, oh man! And uh, as a result, we we getting we getting uh, the bloodline versus the new day tomorrow on Raw because Big E popped back up on SmackDown probably when he shouldn't have been. Um, but we're not gonna get into we're not gonna get into those details. I have no problem with it. Reek has no problem with it. So we will move on. Uh, I have zero problem with my favorite. Probably my favorite thing in the company on my favorite show appearing on another show. So the fact I get to see them twice this upcoming week before the pay-per-view, three times, because the pay-per-view on Sunday. So 
I can you see Roman Reigns three times this week. You might argue this makes Raw more viewable because you still got people that be like, yo, I'm going to fuck about Raw. I'm not watching it. But now you have a reason to because Tribal Chief is there. The whole bloodline is going to be there. So, and they facing the new day. Like, and, and that's something that never happened. I'm, We've been wanting this match to happen for the last year and a half. Right. And I don't get how people are talking about, oh, well, you're giving this match away for free on TV. Like, why not? Exactly. <laughs> what is this? I, 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 I want to know where they would have fit this match in on the pay per view schedule. We got two months to Survivor Series. You going you gonna wait and try to build up that story for two months? You're not doing it in Saudi Arabia. Nope. Uh, you, you're not doing that at uh, Clash of Champions coming up. I'm assuming would be the next one. Uh, I don't know for sure, but maybe. I'm assuming whatever. Maybe. There there should be another pay per view in between uh, Crown Jewel and Survivor Series. So you're not doing that at Crown Jewel because you're doing Roman. Uh, you're not doing it this Sunday because you're doing Roman and Finn. You're doing Roman and Brock at Crown Jewel. Yeah, my man got a full plate. You, you're probably not going to do it at a throwaway B pay-per-view like Clash of Champions, which the title's got to be defended at that pay-per-view anyway. So it wouldn't have been you know, logically. You know how we got his rematch not, too. Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series, they're not going to do a six-man elimination at Survivor Series. They could, but they not. So, TLC, you're not going to do it there. You're not going to do it at the Rumble. You wouldn't, you're not, you're not able to fit this in on a pay-per-view schedule is what I'm saying. Why not do it on television? Monday Night Football, I don't know who's playing, but it's Monday Night Football. It don't matter who's playing. People going to watch that game. Raw gets some of its worst ratings in September when football starts and kind of throughout the, the football season. So why not try to retain some of those viewers that you're inevitably going to lose anyway? Like, no, they're not going to beat football. But you want to retain some of them viewers, though. Why is it a problem that we get this match on free TV on Monday, but we get Brian Dance and Kenny Omega on Wednesday? It ain't no problem with that. Like, we, we say we like wrestling. And then when we get good wrestling, we complain about it. No, I'm not complaining about Brian. I mean, I'm going to get my thoughts on Brian and Kenny in a minute, but I'm, I'm not mad at seeing that. Do I think I'm they should have held off on it? Yes. I will elaborate on that momentarily. But no, it's wrestling. We're getting good stuff. We're getting good entertaining shows. I've seen y'all complain about how bad Raw was since 2018. Probably before that. Yeah. So either, you know, Raw is just terrible. It sucks. When they try to do something to make it not suck, it, oh, why would they do this? Because y'all said it was terrible. This, this this is where we get to that point where it's like, y'all are just insufferable and y'all can't be pleased no matter what they do. Because here's the thing. The, having to deal with the, the viewership compared to Monday Night Football, that's an issue. Because... I mean, if, if you look back at last week, and this is this probably played a factor too, the Raiders and Ravens had a damn good game that went into overtime that a lot of people were watching. No, big so it's Raiders like, fan bases. It's the oh Raiders' first game in front of fans at their new stadium, which is fire, by the way. Uh, right. We'll be there next July. Yes, sir. But And, and, and you, had, you had Lamar Jackson in there. 
Yeah, so I, it's like MVP. It's like if you want if you want to keep people watching your product as opposed to that, you need more to do. And I'm sure after seeing the viewership that that game got, it's like okay, now we got to step it up again for next week. Hence, you have a big six man tag that involves some SmackDown guys, but the top SmackDown guys. So now you have more people to watch. The, uh, the but work. it's like between that and AEW apparently is outselling uh, WWE over in Long Island with their shows. I actually this actually is just something that that has been reported not not by those sources we don't mention on the show. They actually have been set up saying like, and it doesn't. I don't give a fuck about that type of thing. It really doesn't matter. But it's it's, yeah. it's gonna come up in conversation. When they outselling right. them in the tickets, now they gotta okay. Well, we gotta do something more to get the ticket sales moving, so that we can get more people in the crowd, out, on top of getting people to watch on TV. Bro, I'm, I'm gonna just say this: uh, Ravens took the lead, by the way, and this dude Lamar Jackson cartwheel into the end zone. Um, oh, I'm gonna just say this. <laughs> I'm gonna just say this. This is kind of just like economics one on one. It's like how shit just kind of works if i if i'm selling like a hundred bottles of water for a dollar yeah my my hundred dollars my hundred bottles of of one dollar water is probably gonna sell out quickly i live in las vegas that shit gonna sell the fuck out fast uh say if somebody else on the other hand is selling you know like 500 bottles of water for $30, yeah, I'm going to outsell them. I have less, and my stuff is cheaper. At the end of the day, people want their water enough, they're going to buy their water over my water. And lo and behold, a lot of people want that water. A lot of people want my water, too. But more people want that water, and they're willing to pay $29 more for their water than my water. That makes sense. Uh, am I just rambling? No, no. Because I'm like, oh man. Because yeah, my my water is 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 refreshing and new, but they used to that water. That water got brand identity to it. That's why they charge so much for it. Shit. That makes sense. Out here, baby. Uh, AW. That's the water I'm selling. Brian Danielson challenges <laughs> Kenny Omega. Uh, I didn't see the promo. It was my birthday this past week. I did not watch Dynamite because I was uh, out on the casino strip losing $70 at the casino. I won nothing. I didn't go up once. I went up like $2 one time on the slots. But other than that, I lost everything. Damn. So. <laughs> call, oh, me, call me Katie Fontaine out here, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. She is not gonna oh. like that one. Um, oh man, it's better than Katie Corbin for her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Katie Corbin still lives though. Yes, sir. Facts. Always. Uh, but yeah, like like I said, I, I think they should have held off on this match. Um, at least it's not for the title. So I'll give them that. Uh, I don't know. AEW doesn't really do the shenanigans, like the DQ shenanigans. This would be a good time to do something like that. Right. Yeah. That way you can, you know, Brian can be like, hey, yo. Kenny can be like, you didn't beat me. 
You didn't beat me. You didn't pin me. It's over with. So you, you what I'm saying is you got about six weeks before uh, full gear. Yeah. That's, that's enough time to, to do something. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and then uh, I seen uh, Ruby, Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, whatever her name is now. And, uh, and Britt Baker did this promo on Rampage. And uh, I saw a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I think it's just the fact that Ruby never really got a chance to cut promos. So y'all don't know what her promo game is like. And so since you don't know what the promo game is like, you thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Y'all got to stop gassing up every little mediocre thing done on this show. Because like, there's no room for improvement if everything is the greatest thing ever until the next thing happens that's the greatest thing ever. I, I'm, I, the Hyper Bowl is killing me all the time. Is oh, this is the greatest match ever. This is, this is the greatest storyline ever. This is the greatest feud of all time. You know how many greatest Young Bucks matches ever I didn't seen, according to these people? Nah. Stop. Nah, it, it was nah. a good promo. It was not world-changing. It was not a world-changing promo. You'll probably forget that it happened after the match. Because if if I was a betting man, I would say Britt Baker is going to continue to be champion. Because oh, you, yeah. you literally built the division around her. Uh, kind of put a lot of people on a lower tier to push her up. So you, what I'm saying, you kind of slaughtered the division a little bit to, to build this woman up. So if you, you put the belt on somebody else, I don't really know what you're going to do. We're going to see Sheeta back on TV finally. Like Jade, I still don't think is ready for to get a push like that, so I don't think you're going to do much with her. Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch is... is WWE Ruby Riot right now. Like she's a good hand. <laughs> she's a good hand, but she's not gonna be much of anything else. She I, could be. I don't see her winning anything in this company. Not when Britt Baker's around, not when Ruby's around. You still got Tessa in the back pocket you're waiting for the heat to die down on. That's happening. I don't care what nobody says. That's that's happening eventually. It's just it's still too much heat on her right now. But if Tully want Tully be like, I miss my daughter. Oh, stop. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, it was man. a good promo. But, it, wasn't, it wasn't great. But it, this this did what it needed to do, right? It's selling a match. Just like That's the, the fight game. In the fight game, you have all the promos and the, the press conferences, all the media stuff to sell the fight, to promote the fight. That's what this did. That's what it was supposed to do. And if, if I'm a, a fan, you know, getting ready to, to, to see an upcoming match and I see this promo, I'm going to watch the match because of this. So that did the job. You know what I'm saying? Ruby is coming off exactly, you know, how they envisioned, I would I would say, because when, you know, they, they signed her and they figured it would give like a nice little jump into the women's division. Uh, it did that, you know, because the, the, the crowd is reacting better than expected in my eyes. And, you know, so her getting this push is is decent. So now it's like even though she she's not gonna win, I don't I don't see her winning it. Uh, that would be that would be a crazy ass swerve if they did. But 
I mean, even in a loss, I think she'll still be okay going forward. But, you know, like you said, there's still so many other people now that get to step into this spot. So, you know, we, we need to see a lot more of them showing up. Like, I don't know what's, what they're doing with Nyla Rose. I don't know. They don't, they don't know. know when, when, when Thunder Rosa coming back. They don't know. Funny. They don't know. Like, oh. But I, I do I do think they she can do something. They don't know. Her. Like she, Where's Serena like, been at? For Rio I don't know. At? I don't know. Rio showed up for like a second. What was it? Uh, last week. And then they had that six-man tag on Rampage or whatever. Mm. But it's like, that that's it. They, they I don't know why they act like that. It's just Britt and whoever she's facing, and everyone else is just kind of like fodder for another match like that. That's that's stupid. They need to cut that out. But I, like I do think they could do something like I said with, with, with Layla Hirsch because it's like she's got that little like little underdog, you know, type of personality to her that you know that always makes a good wrestling story because like you know Daniel Bryan in the, the the year of the yes movement. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of feel can come out of that if they if they want to if not then we won't see nothing happen but i think that guy like like when she faced uh what's the name camille at uh nwa like that that was the story there like because mill is the, the amazon the giant badass woman and layla is this little scrappy half her size chick that's trying to fight her so it's like you could build more stories like that with her but they gotta want to do it yeah they got they got too many women that they it seems like they don't have directions for on a regular basis, which is a problem because there's good talent that we use. Yeah. Looking at Taikati. Facts. Somebody else I forgot to bring up. Where's she been at? On dark. Yeah. We don't watch with, dark, with, so. with, 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 with the dark order for some reason. I don't know why she keeps showing Damn. up with Anna J. Yeah. I don't know why she keeps showing up with Anna J in the middle of their like infighting and beef. Like, what does that have to do with you? I don't understand that. Uh, but yeah, uh, we will see. Uh, and I'll, I'll watch Dynamite this week. They got that that big show from the tennis stadium, the U.S. Open Stadium. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, like they said, they running a stadium show, and folks thinking like NFL stadiums. No, they they had a, a tennis stadium in upstate New York. So yeah, that's it. They couldn't even do it in the city. They that's that's Vince territory. You know they really scared of Vince. They they couldn't even run it at like this. They, y'all, y'all couldn't have run this at a at one of them like small arenas like where the where the Islanders play at. Oh no, you know what I'm saying? No, no, can't do that. Y'all y'all couldn't have did it like there. Y'all, y'all had to y'all had to go. Y'all could. I, I know y'all ain't about to do MSG. Y'all ain't about to do Barclays. But nah, nah. Y'all y'all did a tennis stadium. I don't get it. That's just a a random place to have wrestling at at, at the U.S. Open Stadium. Yeah. Y'all could have went to the Islanders Arena, bro. They could have. Get my boy Matt Cardona on the show. Yeah. Why not? He's not, well, is is he technically impact? I don't don't know. I I, I think he's still I lose track of who who signed where at this point. Hey, look, if I don't see that. If I don't see Matt Cardona on my television on Wednesday, I, I probably won't do anything. But I, I, I want to see. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. I need that. Yeah, like, I, I'm just, I get I get so lost as to who is signed where because of all this forbidden door shit. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Speaking of the Forbidden Door, I actually forgot. I'll skip right over this in my notes. Uh, Victory Road was last night. And uh, I forgot about it. I was at Versus and I came back and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and so when I turned it on, it was like Rosemary beat Tasha Steeles. Uh, but right after that, Chris Saban and Josh Alexander had the match of the night. Probably one of the best matches this year. Uh, Josh Alexander has been killing shit. And uh, he cashes in his option C on Christian Cage for the Impact title. Uh, I started watching Impact again last year. I, I'm not familiar with option C. Uh, they had to explain it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, what well, option C is uh, the X Division champion can relinquish his championship uh, to get a world title shot. So that's what option C is. Uh, so he'll, he'll be facing Christian at a uh, bound for glory next month. That's, that's their WrestleMania. See, so, see this big this, WrestleMania this how, caliber match right there. This is how impact stays alive. Cause that's some pretty smart shit. That's fine. I that's a fire ass idea. Yeah. Like, uh, Vince need to steal that idea for one of his books. It's like it's like the, the memes that I see from people and the statuses that be like, oh, who the hell's keeping RB in business? In business, you know what I'm saying, and then you just you just you look at some the mozzarella sticks like. and the fries and the shakes are probably good enough to keep them in business. Sandwich is not that good, but they got something people like, and some people like the sandwiches because they be they have hella new sandwiches that they be promoting with them Bing Rams commercials. A few moments later. All right, so uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. So we back though. Uh, if you're listening, some you know it, it just kind of cut off in the middle of us talking about Bound for Glory. Uh, yeah, the option C is fire. So Josh Alexander getting that title shot. My boy Moose in the locker room. See somebody else pass him up on the totem pole. It's wow, cool, bro. man. There, there, there's a spot for you at the uh, at the CWC, bro. Is it still at the CWC? Is, is it still what they're calling it? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. I don't think they mentioned it. That's why I wasn't paying attention. That set's fire, by the way. I forgot to mention it. Uh, y'all was talking about how bad the set looked. It looked good to me. Um, but yeah, during that downtime, uh, we watching football. The Ravens finally beat the Chiefs. Finally! It's about damn time. They, they couldn't get the win over them every So it's good to see that. It's not, but I, I don't like it, but it's whatever. Uh, SmackDown. Let's talk about SmackDown, yo. Uh, Fredo Heyman, back again with the bullshit, uh, was, was lying straight to Roman's face. The same way he lied to them ECW wrestlers about their checks. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with your oh, boy? Man. I don't know, man. What's wrong with your boy, man? man. I, I don't, I don't know, man. Roman be looking like this. Nigga. You messed up. Yeah, you, 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 you done fucked up, Paul. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, he, they gonna, they gonna give him that, 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 that treatment, man. That's why I tweeted. He was like, yo, he's looking at him like Jimmy Conway right now, boy. He just and that, that scene where he was in the bar, just taking a look over him, like, yo, I'm about to kill this nigga and everybody else too, like. I, I just, I just, I want them to reenact that scene from Goodfellas, 
when they pull Tommy in the back. Just do that. Yep. <laughs> Just do that. Uh, also, we uh, we we getting that Seth and Edge rubber match at some point. Seth uh, challenge Edge. Uh, so there there were reports that Edge is going to be out for months, and uh, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, Naomi want the smoke too. Like, like she, she legit want the smoke. Had that girl shook. Ooh, very, very ironic. She was talking to Karen again. Yo, and she was, she was in full Karen mode too. Like she just, she was all backed up, giving the, the straight face. Like, oh, I want you, I want you to hit me so I can suit the shit out you. She had that whole, that whole defensive look on. Like, yeah, you, you yeah, one she, good time. She had that look. I ain't gonna say what I, what the look that she gave said to me. I'm not gonna say it on air. But my black people, y'all know, cause I, I bet y'all felt the same way. I know y'all felt the same way. So I'm just saying. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, Extreme Rules is next week. So we will have our post show next Sunday, next Monday, next week. Uh, let's just run through this card, man. We got six matches, probably going to be seven matches. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I don't know when they announced this one, but apparently that's taking place. Did they announce that on, on, on Friday? They did. Never yeah, they, they yeah, did. Yeah, I yeah. remember. It was my... Uh, I told you, I, I'll be bumming SmackDown now. So my stream died, and I brought it back up like right at the end of that segment. So yeah, I, I remember. It's very big, but I remember. Uh, who win it? Ah. Uh. I guess live. It, it just it just feel like it makes sense at this point. I don't know what what I don't know what this what this, the point of this story is. Honestly, like I'm really I'm not having to feel. I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing that you have another. They got bullied into it because folks was like, "Y'all don't care about the women," even though like, the contrary is true. They didn't care about them because they ran out of time on a live episode, so they had to make up for it, and they, they kind of succumbed under to the pressure, and they gave us this match that has no story to it that I don't really yeah. care about. It's like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, obviously, you, you want to have multiple stories going on with the women to keep things fresh, but it's like, this is just... There's no story here. What What is the point? Yeah, right. Like, what is the point to this? Like, I don't care about what's going on. I think we could we, we could we could have definitely fit like a, a women's tag title match on this card. Yeah. Because uh, some some champions have not defended their championship since they won them at WrestleMania. But but more to the point, more to the point. When is y'all gonna give Shotzi and Tegan Knox their title shots? Because I'm pretty sure I, I recall very vividly that they beat Natty and Tamina. Clean as a whistle. Twice. So twice. So I'm I'm waiting to see when they're gonna get their title shot. I don't know why they ducking, but th- this should have been happening already. Y'all gotta stop playing. Like it's yeah. about that time. I agree. I agree. Uh next up we got a I, I'm choosing Liv Morgan, by the way. Uh, I guess. Uh next up for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. The mind. And uh, 
Yeah. Becky, Becky pulled up at the crib <laughs> and was like, hey, yo, I ain't never been to a homecoming before. Let me check this shit out. Crash the party. Oh, man. I mean, like, it's crazy. The, the mayor of the city took time out of his busy schedule to come into this wrestling show that he has no affiliation with whatsoever. Right. I've never seen this man in my life. But he showed up <laughs> to give Bianca the key to the city. Key to the county, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how they do things out there. I but think, I think it was the county. Yeah. And and Becky just had to come in and just, just ruin the fun. He got his ass cooked. He got cooked. Adrian, you didn't go down like that, huh? He got cooked. She. As a B.I. This is my thing, too. Like, the, the segment, I like the segment and everything like that. But why why we had to just let Bianca go out like that? You know what I'm saying? Becky is not going to lose. was at the I'm saying, like, like Becky is not going to lose face or nothing like that if she takes you know, one L for the night. Like, she didn't have to go in there, you know what I'm saying, drop it's, Bianca. It's, it's Becky to be the one standing. It's Becky. Yeah, but it's like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, she's not going to lose anything if Bianca gets the but other hand one night. Becky got to get her heat by any means possible because it's Becky. Like, Becky Lynch getting heat is, is a tall task. It's been a tall task. So she got to get her heat in front of Bianca's family, friends, her hometown, She's the hometown hero. That's the best way for that woman to get booed. You, you, you gotta know how to you get, gotta do that. You know how to get that woman heat. You know how to really get that woman heat in front of a black crowd, in front of black people, in front of black women. You know how to get that heat. All you need to do is just get a pair of scissors. That's all you got to do, bro. Oh. If you, if y'all want, if y'all want Becky to be the most hated person, like, like, like we all, it, that that's what it seems like people are trying to push for. We want her to be the most hated person in the room when she shows up. If y'all want to do that, y'all gotta get get the two of them together, come to an agreement, and give Becky a nice big shiny pair of scissors. I mean, and do the deal. I, I guess you could do it because like, it's just a ponytail, bro. It's not real. It's not. It's it's not real hair. She can. It's not gonna be her real hair. So you can do it. Yeah, yeah. That that I, honestly, like, cause she she she's getting she's getting booze, but it's like it's like out of obligation. It's like yeah, okay, we know she's the heel. Yeah, it's like like you we're booing you because you're the heel because we have to boo you. It's out of obligation. It's not genuine. If you want genuine heat out of her, I said this multiple times. She has to do some grimy shit. There's nothing you could do that's more grimy, <laughs> especially like I said, in front of a crowd full of black folks, including her friends and family. That is the most heelish thing you could possibly do. That will get you real heat. That will get you nuclear heat. Yeah, true, 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 true. Uh, who you want? Who you got winning? Uh, it's probably gonna be Becky. I I don't think they brought her like you know brought her back in the spot to be just to have her. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of pass one to the other. Like Bianca's not going anywhere. We know that. You know what I'm saying? Like she had to, that that run lasted a good decent amount of time. So I think there, there's there'll be more to gain out of her chasing the title some more. So uh, this 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 got to be a good match though. 
because you know what we was expecting to see at SummerSlam. I guess we're gonna see at Extreme Rules, but that's cool. Enough time has passed. We'll see how she's looking since she's been back. So yeah, yeah, I, I got Becky retaining as well. Um, same reason. Uh, I, I just don't. You you can you can tell this story a little bit longer. Uh, I feel like Bianca's gonna win it back eventually off of Becky. Just just not right now. It's been four weeks, so. You haven't had enough time to get Becky into this mode yet. I don't think she's talked enough shit yet. Nope. But but yeah, I, I can I can definitely see them doing that scissors thing. My boy Rodney Harrison out here looking old, baby. <laughs> I got beef with Rodney Harrison too, by the way. Y'all know why. Y'all y'all know why I got beef with Rodney Harrison. What what is what is the worst play in Rodney Harrison's career? Oh come on, man. How, what you want to do about that? What you want to do about that, bro? That 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 man was he was be, playing be in a better position. Actually, no, nah, I played defense. I, I, went up there. I don't got beef with Rodney Harrison as much as I got beef with Asante Samuel. Oh, see, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. I can't I can't argue with that right there. Asante should be damn ashamed of himself I, for that. Hey, hey, shout out to Asante Samuel's son. I'm officially old. I saw Asante Samuel and his son both pulled out interceptions in the NFL. Uh, his son did it earlier today. Uh, yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, Damian Priest Great. versus Sheamus for the U.S. title. Who you got? Uh, I'm stick with Priest. Like they, they really put in the. I, I don't know if they put in the rocket, but they still, they're putting something on his back right now. I mean, Drew one week. Uh, who who was it this week he faced? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. They had they had a good match. They had a real good match. Yeah, like I know, I know a lot of a lot of people in our, our our circle and friends of the show like to slander, uh, but he is a Hall of Famer, so uh, we will show him respect. And they put on a dope match. He got a win over him. So I mean, like they they putting they putting something on this man back for real. So they they giving him a solid push. So you know, getting the win over Sheamus at SummerSlam was big. So this is going to be another one. Yeah, I got a uh, Damian Priest too. The match with Jeff was fire. We don't do that Jeff slander over here. Hey, yes, sir. Ain't nobody trying to hear that bullshit, oh, man. Fuck. Let you know that right now. But I got Priest winning. Uh, I just I, same thing with Becky. There's no no point in uh in him losing right now. He's he's on fire. It fucking sucks to not for Priest. I like Priest, but I know Keith Lee would have been in this position if he was healthy. So. It sucks that it's not Keith, but it's it's cool. It's cool. Right? He'll he'll get his shot hopefully in due time. I don't know the way Odyssey Jones looking. Yeah, let me tell you something. I have to replace Keith Lee. There's only enough room for one fat black guy. Take I, it from a fat black guy. There's only wrong room for one of us. I mean, listen, ain't nothing. It's textbook. BMM SM SM. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That that that's that's what you are gonna have. You gonna have a slap session. Yes. Yeah. Big uh, big meaty men. Yes, sir. Bumping meat. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we got we got Seamus. Uh, not Seamus. Uh, Damian Priest. Both of us. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. This is this I got Alexa up for me. You I said what? Alexa. You got Alexa? I got Alexa Bliss. Yep. 
I was thinking that, but uh, how how many how how often can you give Charlotte Flair a championship and then take it right back off? But that's exactly my point. When's the last time Charlotte had like a an actual run with a belt? Like I, I feel last like year. at at this it was point, yeah, right? But it's like I feel like that's kind of what they do. Like they 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 put the strap on her to add to her accolades, not to give her a substance. Because it's like, they know at any point in time she can run with it if they need to, but they don't need that. They 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 haven't needed that in a long time. So, like, I guess, like, if somebody were to go down and you have a void that you need filling, that's when you'll see Charlotte have a, an actual run with the belt. But otherwise, it's like, you give it to her here and there to kind of progress the story along, like they did with Nikki and Rhea. And now with Alexa. So it's like, if we just follow in that pattern, it just makes sense. Plus, Alexa ain't had it in a while. Three years. And I feel like, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I feel like, you know, with, with this whole thing, I've been saying for the longest time, you know, the, the the character, the whole thing with the dolls, stuff like that was kind of losing steam for a while. So if you want to kind of ramp this back no. up, having her go after the title makes sense. And then winning it can can bring a whole nother layer to the story. Speaking of the doll, that fucking crowd was so into that segment on Monday. I don't know why. Like, it's I'm not cool, mad at it because, like, like, we talk about crowds not being into it, them not giving the crowd anything to be into it, and they was into it. That, that's what we want, right? I see all these complaints about, oh, they piped in cheers. Well, you need to pipe in some bitches. Relax. <laughs> it's a television show. <laughs> It's it, they're storylines that they're trying to tell, and you know how the best way to tell the storylines on a live television show where you have an audience who can do kind of what the fuck they want to do. Yeah, they're gonna pipe in some damn crowds to 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 to. I can't talk. But you know what I mean? Y'all got me hyped up, right? I'm just about to move on. Mm-mm. I don't stutter unless I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> like when I get mad, I start stuttering. So I'm moving up, y'all. Oh, that damn bullshit. They was into it. That's what we want. We want them to be into it. Yeah. Y'all, y'all complaining about shit you asked for. Stop it. Damn. Uh, for the SmackDown tag team titles, the Usos versus the Street Profits. I got profits because they was they should have won last week on SmackDown, but. I got them winning, but I, I don't know if they're gonna win the titles. But I, I, they will win the match. Uh, so what? That's a DQ then? Yeah. No, no, never mind. Because that's exactly what happened last week on SmackDown. I don't think they'll do that again. Yeah. I think they. You know what? It's day one ish. <laughs> I'm picking up. Yeah. I, yeah. That's like I'm. I'm, I'm sticking with. That. I, I had to change my mind. It, it would it would make sense for the street profits to win, but it's like I feel like there, there need to be you know some so some tension that gets created before we see the Usos lose. Like the, the there's gonna be like a signal to let us know like okay this is gonna be it for the Usos because then you know something's gonna happen within the bloodline and they're gonna they're gonna channel that on SmackDown and the weeks goes on stuff like that. Like everything is cool right now. When when, when trouble comes along. That's when it's gonna be time. So I don't I don't think it's gonna be time yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm convinced. I'll change my mind. Usos gonna retain. I don't like to see brothers lose, man. Me either. Because Willie Mack and Rich Swan, they lost uh, versus the Good Brothers <laughs> last night. It, it hurt me, bro. Because I was like, damn. I thought they were going to win. Biggie just won the, the world title. Like, I think it, this is a black moment for us this week. Nope. They operate differently in other companies, apparently. So, Oh, yeah. We know they're doing AEW. Yeah. What's next week? 26? I'll have an audit update next week. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> end of the month, uh, end of the month uh, report, monthly report. It's going to be a, it's a monthly report from now on. We got to see how they treat us. Um, for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus the Demon Finn Balor. Who you got? I mean, they made this obvious because the man has a date with Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia in a month. So, Demon's going to take his first loss. Unfortunately, I ain't going to be happy about it. But uh, it's it's uh, it's, tri- it's the year of the Tribal Chief. The man has not lost a match since January of last year, which is crazy to say. But, yeah, the, to keep this up, to keep this thing. Yeah. Yeah, not a single one. So, uh, to keep that momentum up to – Whenever he eventually does lose a title, I don't know how they're gonna do it. You know, I mean, I put trust in him, but somehow, some way, it's gonna end when that demon taking an L because Brock is waiting. Yeah, Brock is waiting. Um, they gotta do it a title match though. I know, I know, they, this is WWE. I know it's WWE, and I know the appeal is Saudi Arabia. Like, I, I get it. You don't got to do a title match. Yeah, they don't. They really don't. Why, why Finn can't win? I, I, I was hoping he would. I mean, that's the title he never lost, technically. So why not give it back to him? He but... winning. That's what I'm picking. He winning. I'm going to probably be wrong, but it's just what I want to see. They don't Brock and Roman don't need to be for the belt. Roman, he can, you know, Brock can come out and cost this man the belt. Cause you know, Roman straight up asked, is he gonna be at extreme rules? He said, I don't I don't pay you to assume or something like that. So I feel like Brock gonna show up, cost this man his belt. Cause truthfully, at this point, it's not about the belt for Brock. Like Paul supposed, he's supposed to be my best friend, bro. Like you supposed to, like we we don't work together for two decades. Y'all heard being a snake from our rival, my, probably my biggest rival of the last you know ten years. Over John Cena, this is my biggest rival of the last ten years, and you completely disregarded our relationship to join up with this guy, and and kind of just basically he, he took over my spot while I was gone. I don't appreciate that shit. This ain't about the belt for me. It's about respect. It's about loyalty. That's all well, I got to come in with. Fuck the title. I don't care that you have well, it or not. Well, what I would say to that is Brock should know better because Paul E., that's all he does is betray his people. He ain't never he betrayed Brock. I mean, he did it. He did it to Brock, but he ain't did it to Brock since. 
I mean, yeah, but at some point, everybody got listen. Brock he did it to Brock as a rookie. Like he, Paul, know better to do that than Brock. Now he thought because Brock left during the pandemic, shit was just gonna be sweet. This ain't. It's not. He did it. Though. He did it to him. He did it to RVD. He did it to CM Punk. He didn't even betray Big Show. He just left that nigga twice. 2002, after he helped him win the title, he just left him. And then 06, after he lost, that was when Paul just left the whole company. So it's like, listen, Paul ain't shit. This is why. This is where Fredo Heyman comes from. The man ain't shit. You know him. That, that, that's your best friend. You know how your best friend operates. So, you know what I'm saying? So eventually, they already planting the seeds of him doing the same thing to Roman. It's like, oh, so he knew Brock was backstage. He had a he had a contingency plan in case John Cena was to beat Roman. Okay, now you got Brock Lesnar, so you're just gonna jump ship over there and be with him to stay relevant. Like, come on, man. You you know, you know, you know how it is with him. And it's rumors of Brock Lesnar getting drafted back to Raw too. Like now, you just came back. <laughs> It's kayfabe rumors. Like they they said that on the show, so right. take that yeah. with a grain of salt. But I'm picking Finn to win. Probably not gonna happen. But uh, any matches you think gonna get added to the card? Oh, raw tag titles. Probably You're talking uh, about Lashley need a new a uh, new partner. MVP is a hurt. I don't know if he hurt for real or if he fake hurt. I feel but like. MVP was negotiating with uh, Sheldon Benjamin, so see what that's about. That's true, but I, I here's here's I my kinda... here's my pick. If Lashley need a new partner, who out there? Who who who? Hold on, I, I'm. I was trying to type to 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 get up the soundboard. Uh, oh my god! Oh, I need a partner. I mean, yep. I guess I guess it depends on how you presenting him now. I mean, I did hear like the stuff he's been doing on dark matches. They kind of like. Trying to beat the shit out MS. of him. Yeah, like they kind of built him up as a heel when he comes back on TV. So I guess we could do that. That's just I what know, I want to see. I just, I kind of, I kind of feel like the way they did, maybe Bobby and, and Biggie will run it back for the title. But if they don't, then I could see that for the tag titles. Or they'll have somebody, a whole different team facing them. Because apparently now they want to showcase just how many teams they have on Raw over the last what was it like what, two weeks ago. Like that's good. That's one of them yeah. things folks complained about. They course correcting. Let's not complain about them course correcting what y'all complained about. It's stupid. It's about it's about time. Shit. Yeah. It's about time. Finally. Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. That's Extreme Rules. We'll be back, uh, you know, see how wrong I was about a few of these predictions next week. But uh, that's it for me, man. Nothing else from Reed. We can plug yeah. our socials then. Yes, sir. So, y'all can find me at Recavit24 on Instagram and on Twitter. 
Also, make sure you go check out the Havoc Hour on all streaming platforms. If you listen to the Young Kings Wrestling on the same streaming platforms, you can find the Havoc Hour on there as well. You can find the video version, obviously, on YouTube. Uh, just finished uploading the Star Wars episode, the last one. We talked to sequels. My guy, TC, the uh, ace pilot, Mr. TC Fontaine, uh, with my whole panel talking about the sequels, giving our discussion and grades, everything like that. Uh, I may do an episode tomorrow because mm. uh got to talk about the football that we've been watching. Uh, some good, some bad, and some indifferent. So, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes out for that. But go check it out right some, now. Some good content up. All that shit I talked about, my quarterback, he the truth. I hope he come back next year. I don't know. I don't know if he got eligibility still or not. Martinez? Yeah. He he nice what? this year. Well, I feel like y'all had a Martinez at quarterback for like Did. 10 years. Like we uh that's def- Taylor, that's definitely not the first one. Taylor Martinez was our quarterback from uh 2010 to 2013. Uh, and and people Taylor Martinez has not played since 2013. Adrian Martinez, uh, his his freshman year was 2018, five years later. For some reason, when people talk about Adrian still to this day, it's Taylor. <laughs> this man, Adrian Martinez, is at a at the College World Series in Omaha. And they show him on the graphic, and it said Taylor Martinez, Nebraska quarterback, which is not wrong, <laughs> but it, it's wrong. It's not the right person. They're they're not related. They have nothing in common but the fact that they got the same last name and they played the same position at the same school. And Taylor won more games, Damn. a lot more games, like Damn. ten games per year, nine games per year. Adrian Martinez has not won more than four games a year. Ooh. Not his fault, but he's he's looking good. That's all I'm gonna say. He's looking good. I hope he still got some eligibility. If I do the math, that's uh 18, 19, 20, uh, which they, you know, 20 doesn't count. So yeah, he got one more year after this year. So I, I think he he looked good enough to come back. I don't think he's looking good enough for the league yet. We on Oklahoma ass next year is all I'm saying. Because, boy, they look vulnerable as hell on Saturday. Like, that game should not have been as close as it was. Like, we not that good. Y'all clearly not that good either. Boomer soon. Same thing the week before. Yeah. Oklahoma just ain't been that team in a while. I think probably since Sam Bradford. Like, ever since he was gone, they – they they've been who they are is all I'm saying. Uh, enough football talk. We, well, we, we, I mean, we, Kyler it was Kyler, and uh, what did they win with Kyler Murray? Well, what did they win with Kyler? They, what did they win they with Jalen? They went to the Rose Bowl. They ain't win no titles though. Is what I'm saying. That's okay. That's all right. They was they was making moves. They was making moves. And the, the chances Oklahoma got the win championships, they embarrassed themselves on the national stage. Well, that's true too. So I'm a Nebraska fan talking about teams embarrassing themselves on the national stage. I know a lot about it. Uh I am the Thespian TC Fontaine. You can follow me 
uh, on Twitter at TC Fontaine, on Instagram at TC.Fontaine. If you want to follow my burner, I will, I will give you all that personally. It's not a burner, like my face is on it and everything. Um, but that's my that's my shit talking page. I got a I got a professional page. I got a shit talking page. And sometimes I'll be talking shit on the business page at YK Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I talk shit about wrestling on that page. So follow me on there. Uh like Reek said, check out the Havoc Hour. You listening to this episode when it's over? Go ahead, type in Havoc Hour. It's gonna be like a skull. It's a skull, right? Yeah, yeah. With the headphones in. Skull headphones. It say Havoc Hour. You can't miss it. Listen, I'm I'm on like six episodes. I don't remember which one. I'm on a few good handful. If you're on YouTube, go watch the video version of the Havoc Hour. All you gotta do, click on that Young Kings Wrestling. Go to our page. It's featured. Half of our page is featured on the Young Kings Wrestling page. So it's easy access. So go go watch that episode too. Go watch the Star Wars episodes. Go watch the yes, all the other episodes we did. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting certain things in my mind confused with uh, some old stuff I did with Malik, which I think you should do it instead, since uh I don't know what Malik did with none of that stuff. So all I'm saying, we, we should do a I'll redraft do episode with a Havoc Hour. I could do that. I'm with it. We with it, man. Young Kings oh, Wrestling. Did, oh, you, you, you have something else you wanted to address? Oh, uh, I actually forgot about it. But since since we hear Reek, uh, <laughs> you know what? This is this is going to, you know, never mind. I, I was saying this to be bonus footage. It's not going to be bonus footage. Let me... <laughs> Let me just address this right now before I close this episode out. Uh, I, I'm going to get my evidence pulled up here quickly. So, <laughs> um, is this it? Uh, this is it. Okay. Let me get this pulled up. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> there was a tweet in uh, Twitter wild as hell. I don't know why this page exists. Uh, there is a page on Twitter called Tessa gets blacked. Why? Why that page exists? I do not know. Uh, there's a tweet sent in the group chat uh, from this page, and the tweet says the following: uh, Picture yourself in this scenario. You receive a text from Tessa. It's Tessa Blanchard. Everybody. Uh, the text says, "Come up to the roof." Bring minimal clothing. I need to get bread ASAP uh, with a selfie attached of her at the pool on the rooftop. Uh, and the question on the tweet, it says, will you accept her invitation? Uh, and a certain somebody on this podcast, <laughs> not me, <laughs> a certain somebody said, I would accept her invitation just to give her a black baby. There was no emojis. There was no LOL. There was no LO, <laughs> no LMAO. There was no punctuation. <laughs> it was simply, I would accept her invitation just to give her a black baby. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> 
sir. <clears throat> Explain yourself, sir. Stand by what I said. What did you mean by that? Okay. I stand by what I said. And as I explained in my rebuttal, that is how you fight racism. You get them some mixed babies. And I am adamant about fighting racism as a black man. Damn it, you want to call people a nigga? Guess what? You a mother of a nigga. There you go. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. How about that question? Mm. Oh, man. Right on cue. Right on cue. I love it. That's how you do it. So, so you, you stand on that? I do. I do. Whose mask is this? Is your mask? It, it, listen, listen. Certain missions has got to be accounted for. And if my mission would be to go in there to shoot up the Crimson Chin Club, guess what? It's going to have to happen. <laughs> it's been a young king's rest of the podcast. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs>